Hello, or wait. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, this is your boy Tyler Layfield, joined by uh, my co-host today, my celebrity co-host, Jackson Cardell. How's it going, Jackson? Going good, man. I guess we can call it T and J or the TNC. I don't know. You just whatever I got to do to pick up Torres' slack here today. Uh huh. Got to <laughs> go with it. Exactly. Exactly. Torres, as you guys know, he's got his fight this week, so um, it was tough for him to get in on every show this week we had to make sure that he is um in tip-top shape to uh go into his fight this week as we all know that that's the that's the main thing that's the task at hand keep the main thing the main thing that's and, right. uh, her being the dogs let's say right um so lean lean things off let's so let's jump into some stuff today uh jackson you know how we always do this thing we you know we, we talk multiple stuff even like multiple sports even if um you know just in casual talks but Today, this is uh, today, Wednesday, the 12th, um, the NFL has started or they're, they're set to drop the full schedule, NFL schedule uh, tonight, but there's been some leaks. So we already see some of these games. So I figured we could talk about some of these week one matchups. So um, the, the first game of the season is actually set to be Cowboys at Buccaneers on Thursday night. So, I mean, right here, you got Dak versus the you know the incumbents here. We got we got Brady. What what do you see from uh, from this matchup? Are you are you seeing this? Is this going to even be a competition? And what do you expect to see from uh, from both teams here? Sure, I think it'll be a competition. I mean, it's more of a, a ratings thing than anyway. Like the Cowboys are like the brand in the NFL going against yeah. the going against the champs. I was more disappointed. I was re- you know when I looked at the Buccaneers home opponents because you know the defending champs always get that opening night Thursday. I was really hoping to see the Bucks and the Bills play. I thought that would have been a, a been a heck of a game, and hopefully we'll get that in prime time at some point this season. But that was the game I was hoping for. But I think you'll get a good game. Like I think Dak makes the Cowboys more competitive. Like I still mm-hmm. don't know about the Cowboys as like contenders or anything like that. But it'll be entertaining, and it's it's always good just to get the NFL back. You know, you'll get college football back the week before, but you, it'll be a really intriguing matchup and hopefully Dallas wins. Yeah. I guess uh, the storylines will follow here. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. Um, hope the storylines, I guess we'll be seeing here is, you know, what do the Cowboys look like with, with Dak coming back, you know, will Dak in fact be back, you know, it is going to be week one. So, I mean, I don't know where he's at on his timeline from things I've seen. It looks like he's rehabbing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard any bad things by any means, but really there's not much of a storyline, I guess, on the Buccaneers end because um, really – Everybody's you know, back. <laughs> everybody's back. Yeah, they're they running I it get, back, bro. I mean, I guess the only thing to really watch is, you know, if they've – a lot of times, you know, you see if a team has any kind of hangover or not, you know, if mm-hmm. they're going to come out. Yeah. If the Cowboys could catch them sleeping, you know. But I – man, with – you know, as, as, as much as I like to pick on them, man, Brady will have that team focused. Like, I mean, they're, they're going to be – lasering him because who knows how much time he has left he's going to want to spend every second of it going 100 miles an hour so the the bucks will be ready to play and this is if i'm not mistaken the first time in the super bowl era that you have a team come back with all 22 starters i mean they're run, they're they're the definition of running it back so that they're, they're going to be an interesting team to watch obviously you know being the champs I, I'm I'm right there with you man i don't know the last time i've seen a team bring back everybody like this and that's a big reason um, that I, I'm thinking they're going to run this thing back for another Super Bowl. I mean, right now they're not the favorites to uh, to win it. Uh, right now it's the Chiefs. Uh, surprise, surprise, right? Uh, right? The Chiefs and the Bucks leading the way here, but the Chiefs are at plus five twenty-five. 
the Bucks are at plus 650. I originally, I put down a bet while they were at plus 750. I put $15 down to win 112. So I, I like my odds there. I like the idea of the consistency, keeping the same guys around, keeping that chemistry, that culture. I don't know, man. I'll take my chances on them guys running it back this, this year. I don't know about you. I think the thing that I was going to get to, and this, you know, we can discuss this. It says, you know, in an NFL preview or something in more depth, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I think in terms of the NFC, I don't know who the second best team in the NFC is right now. Like, I, you can make a case for maybe the Rams. The Packers is a huge question mark because if Aaron Rodgers plays and actually wants to play, they're, they're going to be pretty good. You if he doesn't, you can take Green Bay out the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, you know, they – it wasn't just losing Drew Brees, which I think will probably help them because he hasn't been that great these past few years. They yeah. lose a lot off that defense because their salary cap situation. I don't think you have a contender in the NFC East. There's just – there's a lot of – I don't know in that NFC. And otherwise, we have the AFC. Yeah, you have the Chiefs at the top, but Cleveland's going to be pretty good, as, that, as weird as that is to yeah, say. Yeah. Buffalo's going to be pretty solid. Baltimore's going to be pretty solid. And then there's a lot of like sneaky teams there in the middle. Like the Chargers will be like a pain to beat every week. I don't think I would call them contenders. I mean, they, they were they were barely losing the games that they were losing. I mean, they were, that's they were what I'm saying. Like, if you get better play at some areas, like if their new coaching staff comes in pretty good, and then you know, the Steelers will always be a tough out because of their defense. Yeah. So, the AFC, it would be much harder to come out of. Like, I, I, I would put I, I would like the Bucks to repeat at least in terms of the NF, NFC. Mm. Um, so let's see here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm right there with you, bro. Um, I had something pop up on my phone. We'll have to discuss this one in a little bit, though. Uh, it, it's, That's good. It's some pretty serious <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, some other stuff I'm seeing, so Steelers-Bills, I think that could be a fun one to start the year off. We'll see really what the Steelers are made of. You should be getting the Twitter notification right now, by the way, from, from Shams. Uh, so you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. That, that's going to hurt um, one team in the NBA. But um, Steelers and Bills, I think that could be a pretty good little week one matchup. Um, to see what, see what both teams are rocking with. I think a lot, of, a lot of hype around the Bills right now. They were a fun young team to watch. Um, Jets and Panthers, you got the whole Sam Darnold narrative, you know, playing his old team. I think that could be pretty fun. Um, but let's let's jump into to your team, uh, the home team, Eagles and Falcons, man. Uh, what, what are you thinking here? Are you scared of what you're seeing from the Eagles, or, or do you think that the, the Falcons will start this thing off 1-0? No, so actually I've been going through uh, – I've been trying to kind of prep for my predictions this year, and it's most of it's just like my stuff writing and stuff, and I've been going through – I was going through the NFC this week. The, the Eagles might be the second worst team in the NFC. Like, at, just from a personnel standpoint, they have a ton of question marks, and that's why I kind of like this for the Falcons. You know, they still have a lot of questions, especially on the defensive side. If you can come out, go ahead and get a win – I, I I like it. There was a lot of potential. Like I def I didn't think that the NFL would do this because you know the opening night they're going to want ratings. I I didn't want to go down and play Tampa opening night because that's probably a to start the year off. No, there's some tough games. Like you know they the they play the Patriots and the Dolphins and and there there could just be some tough games in there. I'm kind of glad they're playing the Eagles yeah. first off. They're, they're, I'll say that a lot of the NFL games. Almost every game has like some sort of storyline. I think they uh-huh. did really well. You had the like you were saying the Panthers and the, and the Jets. You know, I think I'm sure they had to take some of this into account. But, you know, the Texans and the Jaguars playing each other. I don't I don't know if Deshaun Watson actually plays, but if so, you got him and Trevor Lawrence past two Clemson quarterbacks. True. You know, you've got a lot of uh, you got Cleveland and Kansas City running it back. Yes, that's that's when I was about to get to that. That one. 
I see best some, game of the day. That's gonna be a fun one, bro. I, I'm looking forward to that. That was a fun playoff matchup. Um, I'm just interested to see the Browns reloaded, seeing what they can do against the Chiefs. And now it looks like they've kind of done went through an upheaval, you know, switching out the offensive linemen, um, you know, getting some fresh, fresh legs in there. So, and you know, they had that whole revenge narrative. They're they're back to, you know, set something up. So we'll we'll see what they can do there. Um, what about Dolphins Patriots? I kind of like that one too. Yeah, that's that was one I was going to get into because yeah. you know the kind of got Bill Belichick going against his older coach. You know, the Dolphins have kind of been the everybody's talking about them as being an up and coming team. You know, the Patriots. You know, they fell to seven and nine last year. That that I have a good sneaky feeling about the Patriots in a way. If they get good quarterback play, and I, you know, we had our Mac Jones starts, does Mac Jones start Week One? Yes, I think, I think so. that I think that was the expectation because like. I mean, I gave my thoughts on Mac Jones earlier, and I, I still think he's he's limited. But they they spent a lot of money in free agency. They shored up a lot of stuff, and I still think I think Bill Belichick's going to be like really driven this year because Brady went in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and I just I think there was that stupidly kind of a narrative. You know, maybe it was just Brady and and that yeah. kind of thing. And I think a game I'm really looking forward to seeing the schedules. You got Brady returning to New England. I think they said oh, it was week cool. four in one of the leaks. I'm sure that's going to be Sunday night, Monday yeah, night. That's going to be a spectacle. Oh my God, yes, that one's going to be fun. Um, like you, like you said, I think Mac Jones uh, will be starting week one. You know, you think about it, the the edge he kind of had over a lot of the quarterbacks. You know, he's not the the best athlete, right? That's kind of I think why he was picked where he was, um, you know, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, all these guys, uh, Zach Wilson, I think they're better athletes overall, you know, than Mac Jones, but where he kind of has them, I think is, you know, he played at Alabama, the dude, you know, he, he played in a great system. I think, you know, obviously there's going to, there's going to be a learning curve here. Cause you know, you're, you don't have Jalen Waddle, you don't have Devonte Smith, you don't have, you don't have the best in every position. You're not 10 times better than everybody at every other position. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're not dealing with this. You're, you're going to be having Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry and you got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, you know what I'm saying? Like you're Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Nikhil Harry. God, God forbid, man. <laughs> oh my God. But it's, it's going to be a learning curve there, but I do think what made him set apart was not just, you know, that, but he was really good, I think, at really knowing the playbook, managing the game. Um, I think he'd come in – if he comes in hungry, he goes in, he attacks the playbook, he really studies it down. I think, you know, we, we've already – we've seen this story before. The the unathletic – the young unathletic kid comes in, white kid comes in and, uh, you know, takes over the starting position, and he, he does good with it. So, I, I don't know. I could see him actually uh, flourishing there. So – Yeah, just um, to go back to our storyline point, if he does start Mac Jones versus Tua, is oh just what God. I'm talking about. It's the storyline. Like, NFL mm-hmm. does a really good job of, of doing that. Big time. That'll be cool. And, yeah, and then, like you said, seeing Tua um, – you know, it went through a little bit of a rough year, so we can see how that one goes. I mean, we could potentially see a good one here with the Packers and Saints, but like you said, that kind of rides on if, if Aaron Rodgers is going to keep um, being that. A- that game is a huge question mark because, man, if we're getting – imagine if we get instead of Aaron Rodgers versus – I mean, imagine Jordan Love versus Taysom Hill in, in a 430 yeah. slot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just going to be who watching. Knows? Maybe we'll get surprised by one of them, right? Maybe, maybe one of them is leaps and bounds better than what we thought. Yeah, I, I doubt it, though. Um, and then you I'll be at, watching Cleveland, Kansas City. Yes. Oh, my far <laughs> away, man. Yes. Nobody can blame you for that. Um, I was going to say, but then you got the Bears and Rams. I like that matchup a lot, too. Really, two good, really defensive teams. 
Um, not quite sure where the Bears are going to go. Do you? All right. So we'll we'll pose this question again. Do you think Justin Fields is starting Week One? Yes, and a lot. I think it's. I believe he's I ready know. to start. Like I thought, Justin Fields was the second best player in the draft. I love Justin Fields, uh-huh. but I also think like Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, the GM of the Bears they're under a lot of pressure. You know, they've been there a little bit. You had the Trubisky stuff, and they didn't draft – or Pace drafted Trubisky. Nagy didn't. Yeah. But um, I think they're going to – Andy Dalton's only taking you so far. Like, I think they're yeah. going to just bet on Justin Fields going out there and just being really good because if he is, maybe they're a wild card team. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for the Packers, that division is wide open. All, I, all I'll tell you is, like, Detroit's not winning it. That's the worst team in the NFC. But that's – that's for later. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, I mean, outside that, I mean, we got Ravers and Ravens and Raiders. Um, could be a decent match. I mean, I like it. I'm a Lamar Jackson guy, yeah. and it's my birthday. So, watching one of my there favorite players on man. my birthday, you know, it's just gonna be fun. All right. Uh, any other ones you wanted to kind of highlight there before we move on, though? Uh, no. I just there was not a ton of like unappealing like i think the jaguars and texans was by far the most unappealing but even yeah. there trevor lawrence's first game but i think the texans are going to be the worst team in the nfl especially if the, even if deshaun plays i don't know how good they're going to be but if they were trot out tyrod taylor if davis mills wins that job that's going to be an ugly football team this year mm-hmm. man yeah you got that right um, so we'll move on. There was some other big news we, we were talking about, um, you know, that really happened mainly here in the state of Georgia. Um, Governor Brian Kemp putting in the bill for, um, the, you know, the name, likeness, and image for college athletes to profit off of this. Um, all of the universities in Georgia can now, um, you know, offer this to students where they can have the opportunity to make some money on their name, image, or likeness so they can make a little money. Um, the age-old question of, you know, why don't these guys get paid? Well, now I guess we're starting to see it. And it, it cracked me up, too, because he did it at Georgia, had the Georgia backdrop. He said that he did this. And a big reason why he did this was to help help Kirby in the in UGA go get a national championship. So I, I cracked up at that one. Um, it was proposed. So in the, in the bill, a lot of people were making a big hoopla about this, was that if the university wanted to, they could take up to 75% of it or something like that. Right. You, you saw that and yeah. people were like, you know, Oh, but read the, read the fine print. But then it soon came out. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's going to be the team that takes money from these guys. So you've done had every, you know, university that's eligible for this come out and say, we're not taking anything. If you want to make money, you can make money. So um, where do you see this taking college football here in the state of Georgia? We've seen this in Florida, but where do you see this? How do you see this impacting these colleges in the uh, state of Georgia. Well, and this will go kind of right in line with our next topic about the transfer rule, but it's going to be the rich getting richer. I mean, like the schools, the schools that have money and um, that, that can pay these guys for their opportunity are, are going to benefit, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Alabama, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's Clemson, like the schools that have money, it's just going to be better at the top. And I think it's great because, like, I think this and along with what we'll talk about here in a little bit is long overdue. And I think it's kind of fascinating to see this. Like, you know, I remember when California introduced their bill two or three years ago and everybody was kind of like, oh, they're they're going too early too soon. And then once like, you started to see a trend in college athletics, now everybody's doing it. And you, yeah. you see why. Like, I mean, Brian Kemp just openly said, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to help Georgia try to win a national title, even though they For have real. infinite more resources in most schools and they still can't seem to, to get it done. But no. it, like, anyway, it's 
it'll be just the, the rich getting richer. Um, I think this was long overdue, you know, you know, the, the, especially the football teams, especially at Georgia that, you know, they make so much money and these kids bring in so much money yes. for the university and they not getting any of it is kind of uh-huh. ludicrous when you actually look at it. Uh, th- this is just long overdue. And, you know, when I first read the headline, because I think we were talking about it earlier on the story um, about the, the school can take 75% or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know why they wrote that in there. I don't. I mean, either. I know no school's gonna do it, but I have no idea why they like why even put it in, put it in the law. Because like, if you're, why would a top recruit come to your school if you're gonna take seventy five percent of his money really? and pull it out? Like, that, yeah, I wouldn't. Like, there's yeah. no way. And then that'll be used against you. Like, if I was like, if Alabama sees Georgia doing that, they're gonna say, "Oh heck, no, we're not doing that." You know, come to us or you know the schools mm. that are actually competing for those top end athletes in Alabama and Georgia always are. So. It's just, it's long overdue. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I really like it. I think that, um, like you said, you know, it it's going to change a lot of things. It's There are going to be a lot of changes because of this. A lot of people are going to get upset, um, especially, like you said, the smaller schools because they're the ones that are going to get the, the crap end of the stick here. Um, but I, I don't know. You, you can't really fault um, these players for wanting to really do something where they can make money. I mean no. – um, this has been argued for, like I said, it's been it's been ages. I feel like this thing has been argued ever since I've been growing up. You know, why why can't we make money? Why can't we make money? And then you got the people that say, well, you're getting a free education. But I mean, really, they should be getting some type of profit from this. If their name is on that, if it's their picture, um, you know, if it's their right. image, yeah. Then I, like I, when I you go in, like I go into the the, you know, I go to school at UGA and I walk in and see jerseys in there with no names on the back, like. It, Come on, man. Like, yeah. if you're walking in and buying a, J- a number 18 jersey and it's JT yeah. Daniels and you know it's JT you Daniels, it's like, it goes back to the whole, you know, a lot of people get mad that they took the NCAA video game away. But, uh-huh. you know, if you were a player in that situation, like, it makes sense, even though, you know, I hate the game taken away, but it's coming back, so it's all good. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's going to be good because now we got that coming back. So th- there's this huge, you know, we, we're seeing this in all sports, player empowerment. You know, they're, they're getting mm-hmm. more power as this, as this, you know, continues to go on. Um, really, I don't know, this is going to definitely be just a huge recruiting tactic, I feel like. So I don't know all the states. I know Florida, Georgia, like you said. A lot, a lot of states in the south have started to do it now. Yeah, okay. I'm and you can read between the lines there. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I could see this really being something. Um, it's going to, like I said, a lot of changes coming. Um, it's going to change the way people recruit. It's going to change the way these players decide where they're going to go. It's going to factor in. It's going to be more of a factor than people are really realizing. I don't I don't think there people have thought about that just yet. It's still fresh. Um, but I think it's going to go into account, you know, the, these kids that are coming from some other state to come play for this team. Um, am I going to get paid, you know, while I'm here, then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. So I guess that that can lead us into this transition. So, um, you know, we, Jackson was alluding to this, but, um, here also recently, uh, Henry Toho Toho, um, that, that's how, that's how I say Yeah, we looked at the pronunciation before we got on here, y'all, but, um, linebacker from Tennessee, highly regarded linebacker, um, Tennessee's leading tackler, um, here recently came out, committed, uh, or, you know, he's, he's going to, you know, transfer to Alabama. Um, he came out with that. He's been, he's been in the transfer portal for a hot little minute. And mm-hmm. we've been waiting on his um, decision. 
Um, I don't really know who else. I think it was Ohio State was really in the yeah. mix as well. Um, I think that was the main other, you know, key player here, but ended up choosing Alabama. I've been, y- y'all know, I, you know, Kobe, friend of the show, Jacob Walden, friend of the show, my, my Alabama boys. I followed them on Twitter. So anything Bama related, I'm seeing on my timeline because that, they I follow them it. too. So yeah, it's... they're liking it. They're retweeting it. You see all the good stuff. Sometimes it hurts because you wish it was you. <laughs> um, this, this, I could say, honestly, I'm not really upset at. I'm not, I, and I'll, I'll come out, I'll start this one off. Um, I'm not, I'm not like super crazy. I think he's a good player. Um, I think he is being a bit overplayed right now, in my opinion. He's, he's good at stuff in the run, but not really a great coverage guy, which is why I don't think Georgia was in this. I don't think Georgia was even trying here um, at all. I think if this was really worth the play, they would have, but we're, we're pretty good at linebacker. Um, maybe Alabama needed that linebacker, but they, you know, I've seen all the stuff that it's getting really hyped up right now. People are talking about, um, him with Christian Harris and Will Anderson. Yeah, sure. That, you know, it's really good, you know, linebacking core. Um, I feel like, but I don't know if he's like this complete player, like people are coming out, um, you know, saying, um, that that's my take on, on him at the moment. I just don't think this is as big of a deal as what people are making out of me. You see some, I've seen snapshots of different forums on 24 seven LSU's just going the rich get richer, you know, uh, then you look at another, uh, you know, Florida, they're just, you know, kind of pissed off about it saying, you know, well, you know, why did we even try? You know, stuff like that, like people being really negative about this. But what were your thoughts on him choosing to go to the powerhouse that is Alabama? So it, it's kind of a mixture of both. So on the one hand, like not just the SEC transfer, but now, you know, any transfer can yeah. is, gets that one-time rule. So that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with that. And I get That's where the rich gets richer come in. Because I think you, you'll see guys that may be struggling programs that are really good or at like, smaller programs get an opportunity to go play at a bigger time school like Alabama or Ohio State because mm-hmm. I know Miami does this but I think you're going to start seeing like the big boys Alabama Clemson Ohio State Oklahoma whoever yeah they're yeah. taking they're using four to six spots in their recruiting class just for transfers well that Miami's big you, on doing that case for that being smart you can really make a case because these guys are experienced you know they're already they're already mature hopefully right, right? you know and, that, so. that, and that's the main thing is if you're wanting to kind of win Right now, like, obviously, like, Bama's going to get all the five stars they want. Ohio State's going to get all the five stars that they want. But if you can get guys to kind of plug in and kind of hold those spots, like, and Miami's done it. You know, they had guys like Jalen Phillips come in. They still got De'Aaron King. If you can get guys like that at lower programs, it's going to be that much easier now because now they definitely don't have to sit out of here. It's not like a wait and see and hope the NCAA makes a good decision based on whatever they think is right regarding that. And, 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 you know, I was going to hit on that because, you know, we we're doing that whole thing where you get one free transfer, but really what sets the tone, and I should have touched on this when I was still talking, but what sets the tone here is this caliber of a player transferring within conference, you know, what's up, you know, I was telling Justin, you know, what's up, this, this dude's going to play right away. The SEC, they're still technically a, you have to wait one year um, kind of thing like that. That's what their, their rule is. If you transfer within conference, you have to wait a year. I think they're about to totally do away with this. It's about to be the wild, wild west. Anybody and everybody's going to transfer. This is going to change a lot too. I think every Free agency you're going to you're going to see a lot of. Um, I I don't know, man. This could just make the SEC even stronger because these guys don't have to just go to another conference. They can stay within the conference, go to another big school. It's going to be, get crazy. Rivalries are only going to get like rougher. I feel like. And ju- mm-hmm. and just to and just to one more crack. If I got to say something, if I got to crack on Henry Toto. 
Um, yeah, the leading tackler for Tennessee. I, I just and people throw that around. Like my dad was like, "Yeah, you know, they got the leading tackler." He likes to just crack crack on me about it. He goes, "I was like, I don't really honestly care. I mean, um, how long was Tennessee's defense out on the field this past season? I mean, really, is that yeah. seeing a whole lot if you led Tennessee and tackle?" And I, yeah, and I was about to get there too because I was about to say I agree with you from that point because like I don't know like how many people look at Pro Football Focus grades and see apply it to a player. He was in the mid fifties. Like, it, yeah, and, like, in a lot of it was in the run. Like, he's really good at in the run. He's not a good coverage linebacker. And, no. and, again, I think that's – there's not many gaps in an Alabama defense. Like, I'm already – look, I've started studying them a little bit, to, you know, getting ready for the Alabama-Miami game, which will be a disaster, I'm sure. But – Come on, Jackson, you can do this. <laughs> the part of Alabama's defense that scares me is, like, their edge rushers, like we were talking about with oh, Harrison really Anderson. Yeah, like – but when was – I was thinking about this today. When was the last time Alabama had a dominant middle linebacker? Because I think that that was some of the narrative because, like, Dylan Moses got kind of derailed by injuries. You'd have to kind of go back. John Evans, maybe? Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of like – Hightower. What, I mean, Hightower, that was like early years ago. They've yeah. kind of been lacking in that middle linebacker department. Like, you know, Moses flashed at times, but, like, injuries just yeah, killed his career. Yeah, I mean, he went undrafted I, a couple weeks drafted. ago. Undrafted. Oh, that's rough. That's crazy. Christian Harris is supposed to be pretty good. I'll say that much. Him and Will Anderson are going to be just monsters. Yeah. I, that, that's the matchup that scares me the most when they play Miami, but that's yeah. another time. But so in terms of that, and I think it's one of those, like like you were saying, he was out there a long time and he played that, – that Tennessee defense was bad, like mm-hmm. really bad. And, like, guys that get a lot of tackles on a really bad defense, that – because you see it in the NFL a lot. Like, you'll see – you'll look at the stats – and wow, this guy's up there in tackles. Yeah, his defense sucks. He's out there all the time. Like his offense sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that happened a lot. Like towards the, like the middle of this decade with the, the Falcons. You know, when right before they got the end of the Mike Smith era, when they had some of the worst NFL defenses you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. They had some guys in the top. They had 150 tackles apiece. Yeah, because the the, the defense is just it's awful. Yeah. So like I think he's like a, a pretty good player, but I, he's not going to be an All American. No, no. It, I don't even know if it'll be all SEC. You know? I'm just I'm just trying to say temper expectations here. You got people like already ready to jump off the building that they got this guy. You know, they're they're ready to well, it's end it of who all. got him. And just and just yeah, and wave the white flag. I, I just you know, they're already good, dude. I mean, he's not gonna push them from from he's the the he's the last part of that defense that scares me. Like no, it, and then no. that's not a slide at him, it's no, like it's they're they have the best pair of edge rushers in college football. They have one of the best secondary. They're going to have a top five defense in college football. Like, yeah. It's going to be the best Alabama defense you've seen in probably a while. In a while, because I know they started off last year pretty pretty slow, and they picked it up toward the end there. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, too. I guess before I end up having to eat some crow later on, you know, I guess we never know with these guys that come into Alabama because somehow they end up playing better there than they played before. Uh, Landon Dickerson, you know, trash uh, at, at Florida yeah. State, and then he decided to become a – freaking beast you know when he when he gets over to alabama so i mean i, I don't want to go too quick i guess on him but right now i'm just not buying the hype i'm just, that's what nice I'm way to not nice way to cover yourself up a little yeah, bit yeah yeah i'm just not, you, I'm, you, you're gonna get roasted if he comes in has 130 uh-huh. tackles earns a 94 grade on pro football focus and exactly. is a top 15 pick <laughs> exactly not and not that all that means everything like you know the stats and the the um the pro football focus grade because we you know sometimes even that can be skewed right yeah, from time right. to time um but no i was i was going to get your thoughts on that but that it is going to change things um with, with that being said you know we'll 
we'll get to see, you know, we had all the, the debacles with um, Brenton Cox. You remember when Brenton Cox was transferring from Georgia to Florida, he had to wait a year. We had the whole Cade May saga transferring from Georgia to Tennessee. You know, um, all, all these places, you know, to be honest with you, Justin Fields might have stayed within the SEC if, um, you know, if it wasn't for that rule. I'm being for real. Yeah, because right? I, I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, damn, like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that that happening now, I don't know, man. We're just going like, to within the I country. don't know if you have the answer to this, because I know some conferences are kind of like, so like, uh, I know TCU got a transfer from Oklahoma, and they've kind of been going back and forth, because Oklahoma won't doesn't want him to go to TCU, but like, I don't know if it's the conference rule or just Oklahoma because I know Baker Mayfield was a transfer from Texas Tech and he got to play at Oklahoma. I don't know if he got immediately got to play. I just thought that was a weird, I don't know, like. Yeah, and maybe that was because of the the walk-on factor too, maybe. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe the walk-on thing played into it a bit. Um, it was just kind of the same subject. So I yeah, but each conference, they, they run their – yeah, they have their own rules to it and everything. I know actually um, – I don't know some belts now, but I remember some belts – when I was still up there, you know, down at Georgia Southern uh, tutoring players, I remember um, Mike Williams, who ended up going and playing for Nebraska. He went to East Mississippi. He was kind of like debating on going somewhere within conference. And um, he was just like, well, if I go there, I'll have to, you know, I'll have to wait a year. So I know there was a lot of conferences like that, um, but we'll see how it goes now. It's getting crazy, dude. The money now involved, the no waiting period now involved. It's the wild, wild west. It is, it, like you said, it free is agency. free agency. It is free, free agency, agency. All, 100% all the way, bro, through and through. Um, so, I mean, I can't I can't argue with it, bro. It's it's something else. May so, the best man win. Exactly. And they will, trust me. Oh, they will, yeah. It feels like, <laughs> it feels like a repeat for Bama, man. I don't know how you feel um, about it. I actually don't right now. So, what do you I don't know if I want to reveal that information yet. But. Hmm, okay. They're, they're in the uh, – okay, uh, this may be totally – I don't know how much off-topic you want to go because it's your show. But what like, happened, man? We're only yeah, at 30 so, minutes. We can talk for a bit. <laughs> you know, I think there is five teams that are good that could win the national title, and then there's nobody else. Like, it's going to – So, who you got? All right, so Alabama. I feel like Georgia's in the mix. I really do. I feel yeah. like Georgia's got a shot here. Yeah. Clemson, I think, will have a chance here. Yeah. Ohio State, right? Is yeah. that who you're going with? And then mm-hmm. – Trying to think of your fifth. Is, is it your huh? This is it's my I'm actually my personal favorite team heading the into USC? the USC? No. Now I know you're a big USC. No. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Do you really I, believe in it's them? gonna be one of those five? I I I like them a lot coming into this year. If they're def- they're bringing back a lot on their defense. Uh-huh. Rattler's back. Kennedy Brooks is coming back from injury, and they're going to benefit from the transfer thing too, especially on the you know Tennessee. Talking yeah. about Tennessee transfers, you know they got Eric Gray. They're starting back, who was actually one of their few good players last yeah. year. They have the best set of receivers, in the, maybe outside of Ohio they State do. in the country. I mean, Marvin Mims, Jadon Hazelwood's I mean, coming back. Ohio State did lose one of their guys to Bama now. Before before you get all the people mad at you, Jackson, you got to throw Alabama in the wide receiver camp, man. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> and Alabama's receivers are going to be good, but. It does make it interesting that they were freshmen that step up that are going to be really. Yeah, I mean, Mechie's going to be he's outstanding. So and he'll be the number one. But I guess it does. I don't know if they were worried about depth or they were, you know, maybe some of their guys aren't ready because Alabama doesn't really take transfers at the receiver position. Like that's generally they're so stacked there all the time. And here's and here's what gets on my doggone nerves, bro. And it's just because they're so good, though. 
they were able to push people back. Like, you know how uh, they, the way they work their numbers, how they make things fit, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I don't, they, they must have a guy that works full time on just how to make the numbers match what they can do for scholarships because they're able to find people that they can push their scholarships back or they can take a blue shirt or, or God forbid, you know, a black shirt. They've had some people do that. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's crazy the stuff they can pull, but I guess you do what you want when you pop popping, right? You do what you want yeah. when you're up there, man. And again, I, I guess it's just, and this is just, this is just how I've thought about it right now. I just, I feel if their defense plays at a top twenty level like it did last season, I know Oklahoma is going to be good on offense. I know they are, as long as they don't turn the ball over. And like by the time that you know, I know we we were going just back and forth on this at the end of last year about you know who gets in and things. Yeah. Like if you really, if you wanted to put the fourth best team who was playing the best last year, it would have been Oklahoma. Because I would have took Oklahoma by two touchdowns over Notre Dame or Texas A&M. Well, that's tough against A&M. A- A&M, I kind of value. A&M and Notre Dame were the same thing last year. I don't think so. I do. I don't. I don't. I don't think. You so. saw it when A&M played Alabama. Like it, the same thing that happened to Notre Dame. It's they. They just don't have the athlete. They, okay, but they're but, getting them. They're getting. They're good. They're like. Yeah, but like with A&M, I can't trust their quarterbacks. Hey, or, call, 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 color me skeptical. Color me whatever you want, but dude, they are. Um, Jimbo's actually getting something going here now. Um, they, they've like, recruited really well, this, but I just some minor stuff here. This is something minor that just happened yesterday. But um, one of one of UGA's like lower end like staffers, he's a great recruiter. Uh, Nick, um, it's slipping my name or my mind at the moment, but Nick something. He he was like he's been great behind the scenes and getting a bunch of defensive guys for us recruiting wise. He's they now got him. They got Coley, who's really good at um getting people. From oh yeah, James James Coley's a great recruiter. They got somebody else. I, I can't remember who else they took from Georgia, but they got three guys now that they that they have gotten from Georgia that I think are going to really help. And they're recruiting pretty well, dude. I. Keep yeah, it's just like they, game, like you got to have an explosive offense to win in college football. They were 127th. Like that's yeah, not yeah. going to cut it. Like, and you still like they're in a tough position because they have to go through Bama every year. And you know LSU is going to be better than they were last year. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as a, in terms of a title contender. I'm not buying a And M. But like just to get back just to the original thought, like I, it's those five teams for me. And in terms of winning the national title, that's it. Like, yeah, everybody else is just out there and it's pretty and good. That first game of the year for Georgia is going to tell a lot. Them versus Clemson, that's going to that's going to be a big – I think what would be a good – if you could find a – because I bet betters will overreact. The loser of that Clemson-Georgia game, I'd bet to win the national championship because I bet people will way overreact to it. And they'll, the odds will drop and everything. That's what I'm saying. And, like, especially with Clemson, because if even if Clemson loses that, they're not losing again the rest of the way. There's no yeah, way they do. Well, Georgia is a little bit tougher because, you know, if uh, you could wind up – you're probably going to wind up playing Alabama in the title game. But, like, that was just something I was working on today. And it was just, you know, it's and, those five teams. And then there, there's a grand canyon of a gap. And things are still working themselves out, right? I mean, you got – I mean, so I, I did pull up the odds real quick. And the five teams you named are the five teams that have the best odds. Yeah. By far and away. So plus 225 for Bama, plus 300 for Clemson, plus 400 for Ohio State, plus 600 for Georgia, plus 800 for Oklahoma. The I put that highest, money on Oklahoma right now. The next highest, LSU at plus 2,500. So there's a significant gap, like you said. So this just backs everything you said. I, I like that, bro. Good, Really good take on that, man. Really good take. And, like, LSU right there, you're betting on talent. Like, 
Yeah. You have no, I don't know how I don't know I what they're going to look like this year. It. I don't trust I don't know it. that I do either. I'm just saying right there you're betting on talent. Cuz I'm cuz from what I'm hearing through the grapevine some of those DBs ain't going to probably hang in there to uh to see the season. I think there might be having some guys uh you could be seeing Stingley, you could be seeing um uh Eli Ricks, so they could be hitting that transfer portal soon enough. But, you know, obviously it it doesn't happen until it happens, right? You know, I, me talking right now ain't going to change anything. Um, but, you know, there's going to be other things that changes. There's probably some transfers that haven't happened yet that will probably happen. They could swing stuff. Kind of like um, the guy from Clemson, the the DB that's in the portal that got into some trouble um, here recently. Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, Kendrick. I don't think you'll see him in a big-time place. I wouldn't bet against him. I, I mean, I, I, I say that, like, if you know, he's charges, one of those guys. That's... If the charges get dropped, Jackson, he's going to be in red and black. I really think that. I'm skeptical. I, really I bet he winds up at Florida. That would be very light then, wouldn't it? But, uh, <laughs> but, but no, I, I don't know. If the charges get dropped, I could, I could see I could see him going to Georgia. And, you know, we're still uh, – you know, one guy everybody seems to forget about is Eric Gilbert. He's just floating yeah. around out there. Yeah, his grades ain't good enough, so. Right, like, I got you. I'm just – can't. I know there was talk about him going back to LSU. That's the only place he can go. Really. Right, yeah. That's not, or community college. So, I mean, that's 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 from, from what I'm hearing. Um, but, Yeah. Well, well, let's jump into some NBA. It's always good talking NBA with my boy Jackson. Um, I told him before this, I was like, you know, he we were in the fantasy league. I was able to snag the championship against him. He, I caught him slipping. He didn't really uh, realize he was in the championship till later in the week, and I sure enough wasn't gonna tell him. Um, <laughs> and, and that ended up helping me win this thing. So, um, I, I enjoy. It. I appreciate you, Jackson, for allowing me to uh, to win our fantasy championship. I just wanted to get that one. Um, off my chest there. But I, I'm 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 gracious. I I give back. I give back. There you go. You give back. Yes, yes. A friendly donation from a buddy. Um, but now, uh, I figure hey, let's just jump right into this because what I was alluding to earlier in the show when we got the Twitter, uh, the the Twitter feed, you know, pop up on the um on the phone, the notification. Victor Oladipo, season-ending injury, season-ending surgery, better yet. Done for the and I guess it's not too huge because they've been playing without him. They've been doing all right, but they, they you know they traded away who Olenek, Bradley. Olenek's been doing decent without him, uh, with that you know without Miami. Olenek, Bradley, about you know was it wasn't much actually, but it was not. I mean they didn't give anything of value away for him. Yeah, so I mean I guess it ain't too. But bad. they didn't get anything back. <laughs> they didn't get anything back either. It was it's a wash, I guess, right? So yeah, how does this affect Miami? I, I think it helps them. Like, I, I, I just – I'm not an Oladipo guy. Mm-hmm. I used to be like three or four years ago when he was – when he had that third-team All-NBA and he was Battling really – against LeBron in the first round. Yeah, like, he, yeah. Was a, like, he was I, great. I really changed my tune on him. After injuries, man, he, he has turned into just a inefficient, ball-dominant guard. And I just think that is not – like you like you were saying, the Heat are playing good right now. And why is that? Because he's not on the floor. Mm-hmm. I, I personally don't know why they made that move in the first place. Like, I, I just don't – I didn't – he's not been good this year. Whether it was on the Pacers, whether it was on Houston, he has not been good at all. And yeah. he's slipped a ton. Of, like, he's not a good defensive player anymore. Defensive like, he's been – I just – I chopped that up, the injury. And, like, he's a ball dominant. He's so inefficient. Like, he his plus minus is terrible. Uh, he just he, – he shoots the ball a lot, and that's just not what the Heat need. I, and I, I hate to say this like I'm saying, like, oh, good, he got injured. But that's not what I mean at all. Like, I just no, – no. I think he hurts them by being on the court more because I think 
having a guy like Kendrick Nunn or Goran Dragic that's just going to distribute and hit open threes, I think that fits them so much better. Like, oh, I just – I think they're a better team without Oladipo. No, I, I think I kind of agree with you. I mean, they've been – you know, Hero and Robinson, they haven't had quite the years we thought they would have. They've been kind of slipping a bit. I mean, Robin, they both have their games from time to time, but they haven't been quite as consistent. Um, hero more so than Robinson. Oh, yeah, definitely hero more so. Yeah, hero heroes had a rough one, buddy. It's been well, just after the whole bubble thing, and I remember me, me and you, and we all debated. <laughs> we that all crowd. we were all debating this, and he that was one of the reasons I wasn't high on the heat this year. Was I didn't I thought the bubble thing with Tyler Hero was kind of fluky, but I, I think it could just be a sophomore slump. The thing is, if he were to really get hot and start playing well, it'd be scary. It'd be scary. They could win in the first round. Like, they're not beaten. If they get in that four or five and they beat Atlanta or the Knicks, they can't beat Philadelphia. Don't tell me that. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you. I kind of <laughs> agree. Don't, don't try to make that argument. It depends, though. <laughs> it depends on a lot of different variables. Obviously, as you know and I know, you know, people get hurt. Things happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, if, not, it's not the safest thing betting on NBA. And Philly has come yeah. up short before. Like, they, they, they've. You know, and Milwaukee, that, that's the thing is, like, Philadelphia, all the, you know, there's so much talk about how much those teams in the East are separated from everybody, and it's true, but none of them have ever proven anything in the playoffs no. outside of, I, I guess, technically Durant and Kyrie, I yeah. guess, because they've done something, but not by themselves. Yeah, I mean, right now, so, yeah, while, while we're on the East, let's, let's talk about it. Right now you got Philly – it looks like they probably locked up the the first seed here. The the Nets are two games behind. Milwaukee is a game behind them in third. Um, Atlanta in fourth, tied with Miami and New York, like we were talking about pre-show. Um, so it's you know four, five, and six. Atlanta, Miami, New York Knicks, and then seven and eight right now for the playing tournament. Um, you got Boston and Charlotte in nine and ten. Indiana and Washington. So how I see this playing, let, let's talk about let, – let's let's jump into the playing game predictions real quick. So if this was to be how this plays out, where seven and eight had to play each other, that's Boston and Charlotte, and nine and ten play each other, and the winners between ain't, – ain't that how it works? The, the loser of the seven and eight plays the winner of the nine and ten, and whoever wins that is eight. Yeah. So I think we know who's going to win between – well, I don't know. I guess it ain't a foregone conclusion, but Boston now without Jalen Brown, I'm not so high on. I think Charlotte, they've opened the door for Charlotte to kind of win that one and Charlotte jumping to seven. So you're probably looking at Boston versus, and if I had to take a bet between Indiana and Washington right now, you got to go with Washington, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, you really do. <laughs> Jeez, dude. But so it would not shock me. I, a lot of people are just own them because of the rust, triple-double train. If Indiana if Indiana gets Malcolm Brogdon and some of those guys back, they can beat the Wizards. Like, uh-huh. I'm not going to sit here and act like the Wizards are some sort of – like, because I saw, you know, when I was watching Inside the NBA, like, you know, all NBA fans do, you know, and Barkley was like the, the, the East team, nobody wants to play out of the play. And if Russell Westbrook gets in the playoffs, that's the eight seed that Philly and them wouldn't want to play. They'll sweep them. Like, it, we've seen this. Washington seen this before. is so bad on defense. Like, they are, like, when you watch, if you watch the Hawks Wizards tonight, there's a reason that game has the highest total on the slate. Like, yeah. The, don't get caught up like, and I, I appreciate Russ at the same time, but I also it's an officially, it's fun, but it's, it's fun. like they're going to get killed if they play Philadelphia, and it would not shock me if Indiana beat them, because Indiana's almost beat them the past couple of games, and they didn't have Brogdon. Brogdon yeah. is a really good defender, and 
Yeah, I just Indiana's on a little slump here. You know, all the stuff. Oh, I, I would pick Washington. I'm just yeah. saying, don't be shocked if Indiana won that. Yeah, game. I wouldn't be shocked, and but I, I'm definitely not excited. You know, like oh, well, you know, anyway, kind of whoever, whoever wins this, I just don't. You know, their their time in the playoff is short. It's going to be short. Um, Charlotte's going to have a short time too. If they have to go against. That's the thing is, you might not can say that in the West. I mean, well, yo, you can't, and we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, Best we'll, team in the West is in the play-in game. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn or Milwaukee, whoever ends up getting that two seed, which it looks like probably Brooklyn will hang on to it. James Harden's supposed to come back tonight. Um, it looks like it looks like they will beat Charlotte. Whoever wins that, and if is I'm Gordon Hawks, Hayward so, coming back this season, who for Charlotte? Gordon Hayward. They haven't ruled him out for the season, but I haven't seen him like an update. Like, it's not going to matter materially. I'll try, to I'll try to bet it. But I don't know. I mean, right now, so speak from a Hawks fan point of view, who you want to see, because we who you want to see round one. If I'm if I'm you guys, if I'm the Hawks, I think I'd rather take on New York Knicks. I would like oh, to. Oh, it's that, that's not even a debate. Uh-huh. Because at least the like Miami has not played great at time, and they've looked a, a little worse. The thing is they have when we get to the NBA playoffs, you talk about experience and top-end talent. Like, if the, if they played, the Heat would have the two best players on the floor with Butler and Adebayo. Yeah. And I still think you would probably take Julius Randle in a vacuum over Trey Young, probably. But, like, outside of that, I don't know about the Knicks in the playoffs. I just don't – I don't know that I buy them. And I'm not saying, like, the Hawks are – that's an easy win for the Hawks because the Knicks could certainly beat the Hawks, no doubt, but – Give me the Knicks 10 times out of 10 before I want to play Miami. Yeah, I just um, – I looked it up. I don't see anything about when he's supposed to come back. Hayward, that is. Um, yeah, and honestly, it's not going to matter. They're, they're getting – I don't even know if they'll beat Boston in that 7-8 game. And even if they did, they're going to get annihilated. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it will. It'll be it'll be a fall from grace there as well. Um, so, I mean, really what's to – what what is kind of – standing out here is how it's going to shape out for the one through three, like who's going to have to play who. So typically, isn't it one – it's one versus eight, you know, two versus seven, and I think those are on the same side of the bracket or the opposite side? No, it'll be the one seed will play the winner of four and five, and then two and three will play each other. Ooh, so – Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Brooklyn, Milwaukee. That'll be real fun. I hope that happens. I, yeah, that's going to be fun. Woo! And that's the thing is, like, Philly is in great position to make the conference finals because you avoid playing one of those two teams and you're going to probably wind up playing maybe Washington in the first round and then the Hawks or the Knicks. Like, that doesn't scare you, does it? Like, exactly. No. So, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. I don't know. For some reason, I always get kind of confused when it comes to the seating stuff yeah you're right oh my god that'll be awesome i'm i'm looking forward to that whenever that comes about oh that's going to be such a good freaking that's 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 going to be a series all right so we'll hop into the west right now we got utah uh with phoenix la clippers denver behind them so that's your one through four then you got five and six portland and dallas the lakers are behind them at seven uh, by game and then you got Golden State in at the eighth seed with Memphis only back by half a game right now as we are speaking. So that I, that's a debate. I haven't checked that so far today. So that's kind of shocking me a little bit that they're that close behind. Um, that's that'll be interesting to watch to see if Golden State. It looks like Golden State's going to going to keep that eight seed the way Steph's playing. But and then I'll throw this in there. 
Um, the Spurs. It looks like the Spurs have the the tendency locked up. I mean, New Orleans, Sacramento, they're not – I don't think they're going to jump up two and a half, three games here to, to end the season off. So that, that's your, that's your one through ten. So what's your takeaways there? Yeah, I mean, you have the best team in the West in the play. If they're fully healthy. If they're fully healthy, like, I've kind of been going back and forth, like, I don't know who to trust in the West. Like, I, and actually, like, there's some good – like, the Clippers are good on paper. I don't trust them. Yeah. I don't trust Utah or Phoenix. And let me ask you, I mean, you're a Lakers guy. Obviously, more a LeBron guy. But, like, yeah. you, you, you like the Lakers. So, I was thinking – I would rather play in the play-in and be the seven or eight and face Utah or Phoenix than be the six and play the Clippers. Yep, that's yeah, easily I right. About, I was thinking about that. I'd rather I'd rather do that. Well, like you're gonna get like keep people keep making fun of all oh, the defending champs in the play-in tournament. Oh, you whatever. Know, right? It's like whatever. I, I think that's preferable because like yeah. if they're fully healthy, they're not losing to Golden State. No, no, they're they're not. I'd I'd rather stick. I'd rather play um, – let's see. So, you said, yeah. I think I'd rather end up playing – I'd rather end up being the eighth seed, playing Utah round one, and then playing the winner between Denver and Portland round two. I that's what that, – exactly. I think that's that's a that's a cakewalk, in, in my opinion. I think that that's easy. Obviously, there's going to be a little competition there. Nothing too much. We don't really know what – the Jazz right now are holding out on Conley and uh, Mitchell. Both of them have been kind of battling injuries. So we really don't know, you know, where that's at. I mean, and if you're speaking about injuries, LeBron, who was supposed to play yesterday, who didn't, was supposed to play tonight. He's now been ruled out. He's going to take tonight off again. So that's another thing to watch. I mean, he's resting up, but he's worrying me a little bit now, man. I ain't going to lie to you. He's worrying me a little bit. Um, I think they're just going – they want him ready for that because they know they're going to be there. I think they just want him there to – and you're playing like – what? Houston is a glorified G League team at this point. Like that, you're right. you don't want him to go out there running right. around against Armani Brooks and Kmart Jr. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> they're good DFS players, but like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you don't want LeBron out there. Getting Martin out. Jr. Right, right. Like, and Kmart's a fantasy beast. But he like, is. He's putting up numbers. He's yeah, a good, and he's a good DFS option right there, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, his price has come up a little bit, and I kind of want to stay away from it. Ah. But that's a totally different topic. Uh-huh. Is Anthony Davis playing tonight? Because he kind of took a beating last night. I, I would. I, I honestly thought they'd hold him out tonight. I think he, they were, he was listed as questionable last time I thought. He took a beating last night. They were either questionable or probable that I think is where he is um, – what he's being labeled as at the moment. I'll, I'll see if I can find – that now come questionable so i don't know i think i'll probably end up playing um i bet he doesn't you bet he don't i don't know just because of who you're playing like it they could be they could be no, yeah i guess i guess right now i, I wouldn't it wouldn't that. look great obviously you're without your three best players and mm-hmm. lebron ad and Schroeder, but like you, you i mean who's the Drummond, best player on the court at that point is it Kelly Drummond, it could be uh yeah i, th- I think Drummond might grab 40 rebounds he might, right. yeah, 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 because they don't got no center either, right? I mean, Kelly Olenek. Yeah, well, yeah, Olenek, <laughs> you just talked about, you know, Christian Wood. Yeah, that, that'll, be, that'll be interesting to watch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other other real storylines here, um, I'll bring up what so – I'll get your thoughts on this. Because Torres and I, you know, we talk, we talk about this quite a bit. We update our MVP, you know, thoughts. Who would you have winning, winning MVP right now? It's, it's Jokic, and it's not close. Yeah. 
It's he, not he close. He's, he, he acted like I was crazy for picking Jokic. It's not uh, Jokic, Jokic is, is winning MVP. Three thousand three hundred thirty-five points right now is the favorite. Curry right. is plus two thousand, tied with Embiid. Jokic is going to win it. Like yeah. there's no debate here. Now, I, it, obviously, it would have been interesting if like guys like Embiid and LeBron don't get hurt, but. Jokic is arguably it's a when it's a regular season award anyway. Jokic has been the best played every game, right? And he's been unreal. And the thing is, they keep winning even though Jamal Murray is out. Yes, I mean, he's just he's been he's been unreal. Like it's Jokic, and I think a lot of NBA awards this year kind of locked up. Like I, the only two I have question about is Coach of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, I feel like it's going to end up being Gobert again. I'm going with my pick. Preseason, I'm going Ben Simmons. I hope he does. I really hope he does. I just – I don't know if he's going to. I don't know if they're going to give it – It'll be one of those two. He's, missed, he's, missed, he's missed so many games, I feel like. I don't know. I think Gobert will end up giving it to him. You're probably um, right. And then coach yeah. of the year, you got Quinn Snyder, Monty Williams. I think Tom it's, Thibodeau's got to be up there. He's got to go – I think you got to go Monty Williams, right, with Phoenix. Uh, that, that's my pick. But I could see them giving it to Thibodeau because of Thibodeau's the Thibodeau's been good. He's been good. And, and also, you know, I remember – I was actually laughing the other day because I went uh, I went back to find some of my preseason predictions and I had the Knicks and now we were talking and I had the Knicks literally last in the East and I was like, damn, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then we I had them last team in the East. <laughs> we had Cleveland being awful too. I mean, they 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 we have were been, right there, they but... have been pretty I mean, yeah, they they started off really hot. We were like, oh snap, we were really wrong. And sure enough, they came back around and they're they're next to last in the in the East. So um yeah Detroit they, we were both I mean everybody knew Detroit was gonna be bad yeah everybody knew Detroit was gonna be bad yeah they're, they're the and ones. they they've mailed it into like they I mean they've got they're getting to the point where Mason Plumlee's getting ruled out because of rest like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, they don't <laughs> that's just so I guess Orlando I guess, yeah, Orlando. For Which I'll say this. I think I had Orlando a little higher from what I remember because it, at the time they still had Booch, Aaron Gordon, Terrence Ross was actually playing. They're horrific to watch. Like, they barely score 80 points. Chumo Kiki, I think he's done for the year now. Yeah, you got rid of Kim Birch too. Yeah, Kim Birch. Yeah, for, for and nothing. he was at least decent. He was I mean, at least like, decent, and now, now he's doing good for the It's the Mo Bamba show. Jeez, man, I don't know. So, we'll, we'll end it off here. So – how how do you still feel about your um your your NBA finals prediction? I think you had what Clippers, and you have Clippers and Nets. No, I had the Lakers. You had Lakers and Nets. How you, you I didn't, after after my embarrassment of putting the Clippers in the finals last year, I'm not putting the Clippers in the finals. Uh-huh. They're good on paper. I I can't trust that team. Yeah. So do you still feel good about that Lakers Nets? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and I'll say I don't feel maybe great about the Lakers, but if they're fully healthy, like I just I trust LeBron James to get it done. Like, yeah. I don't. I just don't feel comfortable of any team in the West, like Utah, Phoenix. I just don't think they can get it done. The Clippers, I think, are the biggest obstacle for the Lakers. And if I'll say this, if Jamal Murray hadn't got hurt, I think Denver would have been a very real problem. I just think they're going to run into problems in the playoffs without him that, that he could have provided. Because I think Aaron Gordon does a lot of things that, like, especially defensively, mm-hmm. he's there more for defense now but I still if they're fully healthy I made this prediction like before they got James Harden if they're fully healthy nobody takes Brooklyn to six games oh man wow I know you don't feel the same way oh and just like that Anthony Davis ruled out told you I told you you're right you're right he took a beating last night yeah yeah so you're you're right I'll give it to you 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 don't want to trot him out there against the league Rockets you're right you're right I wouldn't want to do that and I was gonna say I'll, I'll say this though um 
it would really suck as a Phoenix fan, man. You make you make the playoffs for the first time in God knows how long. I was about to say, I feel bad for Zach. Like, you know, as a Utah Jazz guy, like, he keeps, you know, he's got to hope, at least make the conference finals, you know, and the embarrassment's not as bad as if they lose. If they have to play the Lakers, oh, man. Like, either team, man, if, if you, you do all this good and you have to go against the Lakers or you have to go against – the blazing hot Steph Curry. I don't know, man. I just see, and I get, I get the whole Curry thing. Like, I, I don't think the Warriors can beat the Jazz. I think the Jazz beat them actually pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I at least trust the Jazz in that game. And like, there's way they're playing right now. I still stand by. Like, I, I told y'all, and y'all, y'all laughed at me. I, I, I predicted if Clay Thompson, I was ready to pick them to win the West if Clay Thompson played, and I still feel decent about that actually mm-hmm. because of how the West has kind of played out. Like, I. Yeah. It's a totally yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I could see point, them. I could see them doing pretty good in the West if if he was back. Doesn't make um, a bit of a difference, and it's a stupid point to make. But I'm not worried to make it. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, um, anything else you wanted to cover here before we break it down? No, it's always you know I'm 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 glad I got to come on. Glad glad you asked me to come on. Yeah, yeah, man. It's always, always fun. Get you on for real. I love talking sports with you, brother. And thank you for coming on, man. It's always a absolutely pleasure on my end. Um, so, guys, with that being said, thank you so much for listening in. Um, as always, you can continue to listen to us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are located just about. Uh, give us a follow over on Twitter at the TNT Podcast or Instagram at um, TT underscore podcast. Give us those likes, those shares, those, um, those you know, put us on your story, the retweets, all that good stuff. You leave us a, um, a review over there on, on Apple or you know, all that good stuff. So I don't even know where I'm going with that one. But uh, again, thank you guys so much for all the support and everything. And as always, we'll see you next time.